Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Peter Gabbett Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Timothy Hankston. Today is November 4th, 2020, which means I'm on day 326 in a row of 365 promised episodes. It brings you unedited, unscripted, improv, news, movies, music, sports, food, entertainment, and all things except politics. First up today, folks, I got a birthday shout out to probably the best friend I've ever had in my entire life. Chris Connors, this guy, is the only person funnier than me I've ever met. Now, probably he's the only person more outrageous than me, too. But that is why we get along so well and we've been friends since we were like nine years old. It's crazy to think about. We've been through a lot of stuff together. Good times, bad times. The best partying I've ever done has been the years I partied it up with this guy. And it's his birthday today. He deserves a fat party. Whoever's out there with him, show him some love, buy him a drink, you know, make him smoke a J. He probably won't. He takes care of his family. He's a family man. He works hard for his fam. And, you know, I think his job makes him take you ways so he can't really smoke weed. But that's fine. Today is your day, a.k.a. Smythe. We call him Smythe. It's our nickname for him. This guy has been through the ringer in life and come out the other end a total badass. So I got nothing but love for this dude. Happy birthday to you, sir. I hope you have a fantastic day. You already know if I was with you, we'd be knocking them down, having a blast, shooting the shit, talking about old times. But since I can't be there, I got a shout out for you on the Peter Gabbett podcast to my best friend in the world, Chris Connors. Happy birthday. You better come visit my ass soon. Yay! One of the great things about Bitcoin is the fact that it's anonymous. However... That also means we have no idea who just moved 69,000 bitcoins worth $950 million out of their digital wallet and cashed in, so to speak. I mean, they very well may have moved it out of their digital wallet and now they're trading it for other bitcoin or something or purchasing some massive company with bitcoin itself, but... I'm pretty sure they cashed it in. And with a move like that, opening up available Bitcoin for other people to buy and raising the market value of Bitcoin by a couple hundred bucks overnight, I gotta say, this cryptocurrency is not going away, folks, and it's time to jump in with both feet. Just imagine, in 2009, when Bitcoin was created, it was worth pennies. You could buy 100 Bitcoin for 100 pennies, $1. You spend a buck and wait for 11 years to pass by. And right now it's at $14,100 plus per coin, which would mean you would have a ton more money than you started with. You'd be a millionaire. Now I'm telling you, it's important to think about the possibility of that growth continuing steadily over another decade at least because you haven't missed the boat yet you can still jump in and ride the wave to 
wealth and happiness and understand that cryptocurrency ain't going nowhere. It's going to be the new, most widely used version of currency other than the United States dollar in the world soon. And it's time to accept that fact. Now, with this guy moving $950 million worth of Bitcoin out of his digital wallet, I often wonder, how have we not hacked his digital wallet yet and swooped on all his Bitcoin? That's another cool thing about it, is the level of security involved in the blockchain system, where not just one single ledger is kept, but multiple ledgers at the same time are digitally updated with each individual transaction, meaning that not one person is in control of all your money, like a centralized bank is. This means that your money's safer in Bitcoin, I promise you, unless some kind of major hacker is able to break every firewall ever created for some major exchange like Coinbase or something like that, then we might get screwed. But other than that, your chances of getting hacked are very slim. That already happened one major time in the earlier years of Bitcoin, and they fought hard to make sure it doesn't happen again. So it's time to buy in, folks. Get some coin. It doesn't have to be Bitcoin or Litecoin or Ethereum. It can be any of the Bitcoin out there that has the potential for growth. Look up why it exists, what the company does, and follow the trends, and we will all be rich together in a wonderful world of money. Well, folks, Uber and Lyft got what they wanted after spending $200 million to ensure that more than 50% of voters in California decided to keep their workers as independent contractors setting their own hours and avoid having to pay them minimum wage and give them insurance benefits and all the things that go along with a labor union. So Prop 22 was in favor of the large companies known as Uber and Lyft who make up roughly 5% and 16% respectively of the economy in California where they claimed they would leave the state if the proposition didn't pass in their favor and they would be done with us. I personally have never ridden in an Uber or a Lyft a single time in my life. I don't need them. I don't use them to get food delivered to my house. I make dinner myself. I don't do anything involving Postmates, Uber, Lyft, you know, any of that stuff where they go buy your, get your food for you, DoorDash, any of that. I don't use it. I don't need it. So it wouldn't have meant a single thing to me. But basically every single other person I've ever met has at least used one of those companies once. Some using them all the time, especially the people I know that drink a lot because they don't want to get a DUI. And for that reason, I guess it makes sense to vote in favor of Uber and Lyft, although the workers themselves kind of got screwed in my opinion because your paychecks would have gone higher. You would have, yeah, you would have actually had insurance benefits and other things that were positive for you as an Uber or Lyft driver, but some people didn't want that anyways because they prefer to set their own hours and decide, hey, maybe I'll drive three or four people today 
maybe I won't drive anybody for a week, you know? And that's, that's what an independent contractor does. They're allowed to take whatever contracts they want and deny whichever ones they don't. So for any Luber or Lyft drivers out there, Luber, I think I just said Luber drivers, that would, that would, uh, you know, there could be some other stuff going on there. You know, they lube you all up and get you ready for like an orgy as they drive you to the orgy, Luber, the all new sex drivers. I'm telling you, it will happen. But either way, for any Uber drivers or Lyft drivers out there who are happy about this, congrats to you. You can still be a slacker working five hours a week and barely making rent while playing video games the rest of the time and eating the slop that's left over from the DoorDash deliveries that don't answer the door when you arrive. Well, folks, over 68% of people voted to legalize medical marijuana in South Dakota. Yes. So out of the 500 people that live there, quite a few came out to vote, and quite a few of those voters said yes on recreational weed. I mean, who even lives in South Dakota? A handful of Native Americans? Like, why were you against it anyways? There's a wide open space there. Might as well use it to grow some weed. Now, apparently, a few years back, in 2010, it was absolutely rejected by voters. The proposition for medical marijuana in South Dakota was rejected 100%. But back then, there wasn't even any legal cannabis recreationally in a single state. Now, 11 states have recreationally legalized marijuana available, and 33 states have medical weed. So with that being said, South Dakota finally decided to bite the bullet, so to speak, and accept medical marijuana for their patients who have debilitating, debilitating diseases and chronic illnesses so they can avoid taking pills that are highly addicting. Now that makes sense to me. Out with the oxy, in with the herb. Let's do this. It's time to stop giving people pills that make them so addicted to them that they need to go out on the street and buy street drugs, street-wise heroin and other things. I mean, why would we do this to our own people? Why do we think that's a good idea? Oh, you uh, broke your toe? Here's some highly potent opiates that when you're done taking them, you'll be so addicted to that you'll search the streets for black tar, heroin, or fentanyl to get yourself out of being sick from withdrawals. That's what we do to our people? That's crazy. So instead of that, let's just give them a natural herb that's a not really a painkiller, but a pain forgetter. The difference for me and marijuana has always been this. If you're sick to your stomach or you're in pain, smoke weed and you'll forget about the pain and you'll not have the nausea any further. You'll be hungry, you'll eat some food, you'll go to sleep, it'll be fine. So it makes more sense to give somebody something that's going to induce hunger and cause you to be drowsy so you can go to bed and make you stoned so your mind is not thinking about the pain rather than give you something that actually blocks the pain only when you're on the pill and as soon as the pill wears off, the pain is more extreme. Yeah, 
That seems logical to me. Welcome to the real world, South Dakota. Now, folks, my show's not about politics, so I don't care about the election and who won. I care more about, you know, laws that passed, and that means something to me. It actually affects me. It affects you. But there's one circumstance involving a politician that I must bring up because it's unheard of and insane what happened here. A 55-year-old cattle rancher from North Dakota who was striving to gain a seat in the state legislature actually won that seat even though he's dead. Yes, apparently... On October 5th, this year, David Andal was diagnosed with coronavirus earlier that week and actually died of complications from the coronavirus on October 5th, and then a month later won his seat in the state legislature. And now, I mean, what do you even do? I mean, obviously the runner-up gets the position, but, but that's just crazy and sad. I mean, the man won a political victory without being alive. I mean, why did people even vote for him after they knew he was no longer with us? They were like, hey, you know what? I'm voting for this guy anyway. Now, I would understand if it was like a week before the election, because a lot of people might have already voted. But a month? You knew the guy was dead for a month, and you voted for him anyway? I mean, maybe in rural parts of North Dakota, people don't get the news as fast as everyone else. Actually, no, that's a lie. Because everyone has smartphones, people. So check your Google News and see what's happening before you cast votes for people that aren't alive. Now, I feel bad for the guy's family because they were excited about this victory, which they got, and he was to be a major part of the United States government, and yet now he's been laid to rest. So that's sad. But this is a lesson for everyone. Do not vote for people who are deceased because it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Well, folks, Hugh Jackman has officially set the record for the longest running superhero movie character actor of all time. Now that sort of breaks down the category to a very small amount of people, I know. But still, that's pretty impressive stuff. He's got the Guinness Book World Record for 20 years as Wolverine. Now it's pretty weird that he actually originally was not cast to be Wolverine. Yeah. They had given, well, they wanted Russell Crowe originally, and that's funny, and he denied it. He was like, nah, I don't want to be Wolverine. Nah, I'm too good for that. I'm Russell Crowe. Well, that was a mistake. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if we have 20 people and we ask him who Russell Crowe is or who Hugh Jackman is, who Hugh, who Hugh Jackman is, uh, they'll know right away that Hugh Jackman is Wolverine and Russell Crowe is Gladiator and that's it and nothing else ever again. I mean, what has he done ever since Gladiator? I can't, I can't off the top of my head name anything. But I can name 
like seven Wolverine involved movies that Hugh Jackman has been in. And that is why his 20 year tenure as as Wolverine puts him in the record books. Uh, and actually, it wasn't even Russell Crowe who they I, they wanted Russell Crowe. And then they got Douglas Scott and he got tied up doing Mission Impossible 2. And that is why Hugh Jackman, after a 20-second audition as Wolverine, was given the part by executives, and now we could not even fathom another person being Wolverine. The fact that they are bringing Wolverine into the MCU with the X-Men, with the other X-Men characters eventually, and it won't be Hugh Jackman who plays him, opens up a world of hurt in everyone's brain but also a world of possibilities as to who will be the next Wolverine. I mean, I think it has to be somebody who's naturally scruffy and hairy. You know, because I think most of the Wolverine, hairy everything that had to do with Hugh Jackman was his natural ability to just grow facial hair and scruffy looking hair all the way down to his chops, down to his chin and his neck. You know, if that dude doesn't shave for a couple weeks, he is Wolverine. So I feel like that made it perfect for him to play the character. So you just assume somebody who's supposed to be a Wolverine is scruffy and hairy like a Wolverine is. You wouldn't want some clean-faced, baby-faced, like Elijah Wood-looking guy out there that just doesn't make any sense. But I've heard some crazy rumors about who people want to be Wolverine. I even heard Tom Cruise, which is stupid. I mean, I know Wolverine's supposed to be a small guy anyway. But Tom Cruise, I've heard he's not easy to work with. And the dude's like four feet tall. And he probably has so many other projects going on with Mission Impossible 75 and Top Gun 17. And all the other stupid, worthless crap that he does on the side. Jack Reacher or whatever all that stuff is. Who cares? Hugh Jackman is the real Wolverine. We all know that. And it is said that he may reprise his role one final time as long as it involves bringing the Wolverine into the MCU once and for all and being a part of the Avengers. He says he won't do it unless the Avengers have something to do with it. So I say that would be pretty sweet. Let's have the Avengers swoop Wolverine for like one quick movie. Have Hugh Jackman reprise his role one more time before he's so old he needs a walker. And that will give him the ultimate Guinness Book World Record for longest celebrity comic book character ever. And no one will ever beat that record, I guarantee. Now folks, it's time for the portion of the Peter Gabbett podcast that I'm certain you're all over it. And it's it, I just need to retire it. It needs to be done. But I'm not going to. Here it is. Real Stories brought to you by me, Peter Timothy Angst and Barbecusion. That's BBQUSION. And today, folks, I'm going to tell you the story about the first and only time I ever went to watch a high school baseball game. And I'm telling you this story because it involves my friend Chris, whose birthday it is today, who I shouted out at the beginning of the, po uh, the Peter Gabbett podcast. And it was the coolest experience ever. When I was in high school, I wasn't in high school because I got expelled. Yeah. 
but I still attended some of the events here and there when dragged along by my friends because that's what they were doing because they were all into the school spirit thing and they always wanted to go to games and other things and just, you know, be involved in the school that expelled me that I didn't like anymore. So I went to a game and it happened to be a Hillsborough High School versus Century High School baseball game which involved basically every single person I knew and grew up with. Now, I played baseball with all these guys. On the Century side, there was a ton of guys that I played baseball with when I was younger that ended up going to a different high school than us because we were in a different boundary than them, which made no sense. On the Hillsborough side, there was only two or three people I ever played baseball with, and the rest was all coming from different middle schools that were feeding into the high school that we went to for some crazy reason, and it made no sense. We should have gone to Century. It was much closer to us, but we went to Hillsborough High School for some reason. I think they were just evening out the playing field as far as, like, the demographic of each different neighborhood. And so we went to Hillsborough, and we were the Spartans. I I personally, I didn't play baseball because, heck, I didn't even make it far enough into the year before getting expelled to even join the baseball team anyway. So that was out of the picture, but my friend Chris did. He played baseball, and he played for the Hillsborough Spartans, and they were to play the Century, I think they were the Jaguars or something, Century Jaguars, I don't really know what they were, their name was stupid, but it didn't matter. We went to go see the game, and who was on the mound when I arrived but my own friend Chris. Couldn't believe it, he's pitching to these guys And he's pitching fire. I mean, he is striking out guys left and right. They are his bitches when they go up to bat. I mean, I'm laughing. I'm yelling. I'm pointing out that these Century Jaguars could not hit worth crap. And my friend Chris was burning them. And then it was time for the Spartans to bat. Now, there was no designated hitter and pinch hitter for the pitchers and stuff in high school. Everybody just bats, and everybody plays their defensive position. So I knew I would get a chance to see my friend Chris also bat after I just saw him pitch. So I'm wondering, you know, can they beat this team? I think they were down by like a run or two, not because of Chris's pitching. And I'm like thinking they need a a clean home run, and the bases are loaded. And I'll never forget who's up to bat, but my dear friend Chris, who I'm thinking, man, there's a lot of pressure on this dude. I mean, he he knows his friends are here watching. You know, we already watched him pitch. He was killing it. Now he's got the bases loaded. You know, there's probably a couple outs. There's probably a couple strikes. I don't remember that much detail, but I'm going to add it in to make it more suspenseful. And as soon as he sees this pitch, I knew he knew And the pitcher from Century knew that this ball was going to get smashed over the fence for a grand slam, and this dude crushed it. And I could not have been more proud. I was like, that's my homie right there beating you guys single-handedly, whether it's on the mound or whether it's batting. He destroyed you. That's how we roll. What's up? It was amazing to watch. I was super proud. I couldn't believe it. 
It was a moment I never got to be a part of because of my own screw-ups. Not to mention I really just didn't have that that good of natural baseball talent like he did. I just wasn't as good. I just wasn't as good as, at baseball as he was. I would have had to work twice as hard and practice twice as much to even come close, which I wasn't wor- willing to do because, you know, I just wanted to party and be stupid. It just goes to show that with discipline and skill, you can be the man like he was that day, and I couldn't be more proud. Congrats to you. I'll never forget that time. Smythe Connors, real name Chris, but we call him Smythe. One more time, happy birthday to you, sir, and I thank you all for listening to the Peter Gabbett Podcast today, folks. It means the world to me to have listeners like you. I hope you have a fantastic afternoon, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Now, folks, one more time, in honor of my friend's birthday, I got to play a song that I know he loves, that he knows I love, that we both love, even though it's as far from our lifestyles growing up as possible. But anything Bone Thugs and Harmony, it makes no sense that we love it, but we do. So judge us if you will. I know they were thugged ass homies from Cleveland. And we are not from Cleveland, Ohio. We are far from that. We're from Aloha, Oregon. But it doesn't matter. We used to bump Bone Thugs. And we used to love this song specifically. So one last time, in honor of my friend Chris's birthday. Happy birthday to you, sir. Here you go. One of our favorite Bone Thugs songs of all time. Days of our lives, of our lives, of our lives. Days of our lives. These are the days of our lives.
collecting my lesson without any question, without any question, stressing, no resting, we journey this blessing, shifting the game, rearranging things, cause once the world was breaking me down, mesmerized, controlled by the other side, that the devil was in my town, looking for me, but it won't get me in time, fuck with bone and he like it, need rhyme, we rhyme, better believe it's all the time, nigga, we lie, we straight up soldiers, soldiers, better get them told you, told you, we raw before we go rogue, nigga, we riding y'all, all of y'all, all of y'all, Yo, my dogs, if you call or you fall, you can bet on the nigga, whatever that I will be there. Lean on me, but let us get rid of the enemies, nigga, be singing a wild, wild. But if you think you can hang it, now pay it to my wife. You can see that we are more than done. More than done, more than done, more than done. We're just a little twist of harmony by smoking lethal warriors. Deeply in my eyes, I ride to the top of the game. No way that I had to run, no way that I had to turn, shine. But a lot of these niggas won't learn, but the money that I earn won't burn, so come again. Better watch that mad ten. Nigga, this one's for me and my friends. We steadily rolling. I told you, keep bringing home platinum and go. Once pat pat, put it all on the ground, get bone. Yeah, we used to get down. Get down. Put the clap back, put it on the ground, I get down. Well, I must be close to try. When I'm out, ain't gonna get no. Sitting on out of my window. Little easy blessings, so it's so cold. It's so cold. Little busy got stressed for the peeps, the streets, and none of these poppies, all these lonies. Still want a fucked up bitch, no, no. These are the days of our lives.